Welcome to Radio 191 FM podcast. Kete fakarongo maikwe, kete reo irirangi ko Tahi Radio 1, ko Ruby J Toko Ingoa. I am here with the one and only Tikahu, who you may also know as Thea. So, how are you today? I am really good. I'm just, you know, having a chill time, been doing some uh, TikToks, which I never do, because um, I was like, I want, you know, to like figure it out so that everyone can sing along to my Waya um, Māori as well. So, we're, we're, you know, doing some cute stuff. Very fun. That sounds very awesome. Um, yeah, so your waiata are so beautiful. Um, I've been blasting Ehene Air since its release, um, and I've been very excited about Rangirava. Um, so what inspires you to make music as Thea, but most especially as Tikahu? Oh my gosh, thank you. Um, as Thea, I suppose my work is very... I mean, I don't go out of my way to be political, but it turns out that the subject matter that I write about, which of course is just anything that kind of pisses me off or challenges me or makes me angry or whatever, causes strong, you know, invokes strong emotions. Um, I suppose it ends up turning out political because it's usually about misogyny, the patriarchy, um, you know, (laughs) marginalization of people, you know, women, queers, everything like that. So it turns out political, but it's just like, you know, talking about what matters to me. Um, And then regarding Tikahu, well, my whole project is um, kind of a vehicle for me, I suppose, to honor my tsupuna or my ancestors and, I guess return to that way of songwriting that is so famous, you know, um, hyper metaphorical, um, lots of whakatauki, pepeha, so kind of like tribal sayings and um, uh, proverbs and things like that, you know, pretty much just, yeah, I suppose looking at the waiata that my great grandmother composed, um, her smarts by weaving in poetry and metaphors about the world around her into her way it's just so cool and yeah well I've heard that this project was sort of intended for all those Maori aunts out there who weren't too into the hyper pop side of Thea um (laughs) how important is the support of your whanau and wider community to your work as Tikahu? oh my gosh so important because I suppose um without them there'd be no uh, audience or iwi listening, you know, like I'd still be making the waiata, but I think like anything in uh, Tao Māori in particular, you know, traditionally we passed on all of our knowledge and all of our genealogy, everything through waiata and through the art of, um, I guess, songwriting. So it's absolutely crucial to me that, you know, my people enjoy my waiata and that I suppose my waiata are uplifting and inspirational and uh, I suppose a taonga tukuiho or something that can be passed down, um, just like my uh, nanny songs were for me and um, much of my generation. That's truly powerful. That's awesome. Um, so I love the pictures in gold frames that you use as uh, single covers for your waiata. Um, are they your whanau or who are they? Thank you. Yes. Um, so the first frame, which is for Etakuhuya Kaimanoa. Um, that's my kui, um, my nana, when she's uh, really young. Uh, I think it would have been in like the uh, 50s. And then the second frame for Ehine is me as a baby. Um, and oh. then uh, carrying on from that, the third frame for Rangirara that just got released um, is my kui when she's older, taken from um, this 
uh, for Kahu with this picture of when she visited me for the first time in the hospital. So mm. it's like cropped from there and you can see the hospital in the background and uh, which is now being knocked down, which is kind of crazy. But um, yeah, and I guess the purpose of putting them in the frames was to emulate um, what we see on the marae in our whareinui where we, um, you know, place all our ancestors in frames just so they can always like watch over us and so we can always, you know, look to the past and yeah, learn from them. Amazing. Yeah, no, I do love them. They just look so great. <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, finally, like, because you know when you do something and then you're like just hoping that it'll look good, but then when they start, like when it's by itself, it's like, oh, that's cute. But when they start to stack up, I'm like, looks like a gallery. Like, like, that's, that's just so cool that they sort of have that that genealogy. Um, yeah, so the music video for Rangirara was filmed in and around Te Kohanga Community Hall in the Waikato. Um, so was that a carefully selected location and does this place have a significance to the track itself? Ida, yeah, it was actually, um, the hall was the last place I went to with my kui um, uh, because i tupuakea haui ototahi, so I grew up in uh, Christchurch, but um, I would go back with my kui kui with my nanny to where we're from, to our hokainga and our papakainga in Te Puaho Waikato in Port Waikato. And um, so, yeah, that was like the last place I went with her before she passed away um, for her brother's 80th. And so I really wanted to sing as the song is about her. Um, her name is Rangirara, of course. Um, I wanted to, yeah, be able to film the video somewhere that's kind of like goes hand in hand with the track in terms of like the nostalgia and the warmth. And so it was kind of perfect. And the hall out there, the Tekohanga Hall, um, was used for the uh, Women's Welfare League meetings. And it's where my queer used to go when she was like a teen for dances and they used to hold movies there and they did kapaka there. So, and it actually used to be like kind of under... Pākehā governance, and then it got returned to Māori only, uh, like, to my iwi, to my hapu, uh, Ngā Sipa, only, like, three years ago. So it was kind of very significant, I suppose, being yeah, able to film there. So, yeah, very significant and <laughs> probably very carefully selected. Um, that's awesome. I didn't know Thank that. Um, so what has the single recording process been like for your songs as Tikahu? Uh, whereabouts are they recorded? Oh, yeah. Um, good question. Well, I pretty much started, like I did all of the demos and um, wrote Ehine from scratch, for example, um, literally just cutting up some uh, guitar samples on my laptop. And so I just uh, recorded everything like in demo form at uh, my kainga at home and then got into the studio um, with my mate Joel, uh, who has this really cool studio up in Auckland. And then we just did the vocals there. And then um, I sent them to uh, Emily, who's really amazing. She's done all of the mixing on all of the uh, vocals and then also the prod, putting them together so they sound really balanced. And then it got sent away yet again to um, Cog Studios to uh, this uh, awesome uh, fellow called Chris Chetland. And so it pretty much ended up going through, I suppose, it starts with me and goes through about like four layers uh, before you hear the end product. Just because I guess I like want every step to be uh, beautiful. And so it, it feels really good as a whole, you know, it's like you can have like a dope track and really good mixing, but you need the master mm -hmm. to you know, fit and not be 
I don't know, it just has to fit the track. So like obviously for this project, it's unlike Thea where everything needs to be like mega crisp and glossy. Um, it needed to be more warm and soft and uh, gentle. So that's the process. Does your work as Thea inspire your work as Chicago or are they sort of two separate spaces of mind? Yeah, I feel like they're definitely separate. Um, they're both me, of course, yeah. but yes. Yeah, I would say they're separate because, well, for one, obviously, one is uh, predominantly in uh, English and um, about, again, you know, more, I guess, political kind of stuff. In saying that, I do believe that just the um, act of writing, recording, using traditional metaphors is political in itself um, for Tikau because, of course, the, you know, place where we're at and trying to navigate and reclaim our um, real and that space and everything. So I suppose they're both political in a sense. But uh, yes, because of, I suppose, the softness and me um, in Tikau fully concerned with only writing and releasing in te reo, like I don't want like a word of English in there kind of thing. And I really want it to, you know, I suppose honor our Fakado Māori and Tao Māori, they are different, you know. Um, te Kahu is very soft and nostalgic and even like the color palette and everything is very more like neutral earth tones and even like all the visuals are um, like, I don't want them to be as glossy and as, you know, um, perfect as there. I want them to kind of be like imperfect and more, um, earthy and homemade looking and things like that. So I suppose they are two completely different feelings. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, yeah. So what's up next for you? Uh, any tours, merch or fresh tracks coming our way in the near future? Yes. Uh, your girl is continuing to work on more of both Tikahu and Thea. Um, but the thing that'll come up first will definitely be, um, more Tikahu. Like I'm wanting to drop a record, very, very soon, um, probably like in the new year. And then there's a stack of Thea tracks that are um, getting done as well. Obviously, I can't recall them right now. I've got to wait for uh, lockdown and everything. But yeah, I'm pretty much just trying to, you know, juggle both at the same time and give them their love and make sure each is, you know, perfect. Seems to be working so far. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for chatting with us here at Radio 1 today. Um, her music videos for all her singles can be found on her YouTube channel, um, and you can find her tracks on all good streaming services, or if you keep it locked here on Tereo Irirangi Kotahi Radio 1. Uh, so, Kakite no, thank you so much again. <laughs> to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.